Good evening, everyone. Um, welcome to Thriller Thursday. Um, my name's Nando. I'll be hosting the show today. Um, tonight, we have um, two great guys joining me tonight um, who have created a magazine, have a publishing company, um, and have loads of um, background in the paranormal field. As always, guys, if you have any questions as we're going through the show, please feel free to um, put your notes in the comments and we'll ask as many as we can. Um, but we have Andy Saw that's going to join us and Paul Stevenson. So what I'm going to do is just bring both of them on now. So we've got Andy and Hello. we've got Paul. How are you guys doing? Very good, thank you. Yeah, very well. Thank you for having us on, Nando. Yeah, well, again, thank you very much for um, taking the time to come on this evening. You know, um, like I said, we're just going to have a, a nice chat about you guys, really, about what you do, how you got involved. So, you know, just a bit of a background. You guys kicked off the Haunted magazine. Um, and I know you're on issue number 33 now. Is that right? Yeah, it's 33. Although we... although. <laughs> We started the issue naught, um, just for a laugh, <laughs> and uh, and so basically. But there's also been print variations. So I think, if truth be told, we're not far off fifty issues or something like that, Andy. Yeah, yeah, something like that. We yeah, also did other magazines as well, so that that kind of adds to the equation. And I definitely want to delve into that. But you know, before we go into the magazine side of things, what I want to do is start, sort of cast your minds back a little bit. And how did you two get involved in the paranormal? Like, how did you, I don't know who wants to kickstart that off, but, you know, what got you involved with the, oh, is it Andy? We're going up? Okay, it's Andy. Oh, you're pointing to me. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I, thought, I thought you were volunteering, Paul. But yeah, Andy, how did you, how did the paranormal kick off you? Was it something that you've seen on TV or something personal in your own sort of, as you were growing up? Yeah, I mean, probably early doors, it was more a case of a um, couple of films that I saw on television that sort of had a little bit of a, uh, a sort of spine-tingling sort of sensation to. Uh, Watcher in the Woods being one of them, and just a Disney mm -hmm. film that kind of got me a bit spooked at an early age. But I think um, there was a magazine that uh, was published in the early 80s called The Unexplained, and I think that's probably my, my jumping-off point, really, as to what started my interest in, in all things paranormal not just ghosts and ghoulies but things like cottingly fairies aliens yeah. that kind of stuff um so there you've probably got touchstones with that's the one <laughs> that's the one uh with the x-files and stuff like that and and really um just the next probably the jumping off point would have to be like ghost watch yeah, um, the Stephen Falk uh, BBC One drama, and then ultimately, I suppose, like most people, Most Haunted, um, which kind of really sort of propelled the interest to the point where I'm ghost hunting now today, and it probably wouldn't be if I hadn't seen that show. Brilliant, brilliant. And what about you, Paul? How did you get kickstarting to um, the paranormal? I think for me, it was always about books, always books. Um, I was eight or nine years old when Osborne brought out um, some books about the paranormal, all about ghosts, UFOs and monsters, supernatural world. And I was just hooked from, from the word, from the word go in the school library, getting them out over and over again. Um, yeah. Fascinating. They basically explained something that was probably adult, but in a kid format that resonated with a lot of kids. Yeah. Uh, so I got hooked on those and then hammer horror 
uh, and that kind of thing. But yeah, for me, it was all about books, always about the writing side of things, always about it. Um, and uh, yeah, films naturally and TV shows came along after, but the, the pivotal point for me was was those books, those Osborne books, and um, and this scary ghost stories from the library. Always getting the books out of the library um, and reading them. So yeah, that's where my background started, really. Brilliant. And from from that, you know, discovering the paranormal from your books, from the TVs and everything. What what have you done since? So I know Andy, you sort of just touched on that you've done hunts yourself. What what kind of things are you both doing, like ghost hunts, or you know, can you give us a bit of background? What kind of things you've done since, and what kind of experience that you've witnessed since doing it? So, who wants to start off that one? Should we go with yeah. you, Paul, first? Yeah, I mean, we are um, myself and Andy, uh, along with Jason and Simon, two two of our mates. We are haunted live, okay, um, and basically we we do uh, ghost hunts, public events, um, and and live streams on Facebook. Um, so yeah, we've been doing that for many years now. So um we do enjoy ghost hunting it's 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 um it's it's the buzz for me it's the buzz it's the vibe it's the crack of doing something with your mates gets yeah. me out of the house as well so i think you know, that's another thing but yeah i mean obviously the magazine takes most of our time in the, in the paranormal but you know it, i've always thought the paranormals it's something you can't put down you can't just it's a hobby for a lot yeah. of people it's a passion for a lot of people and some make a career out of it but it's not something you can put in a drawer for three months and then just and then just dismiss for a, you know, for, for a length of time. It's something that you just it draws you in, it, it sucks you in. It's, you know, it, you you learn more. It it gives you more questions and answers. So yeah, so we've been ghost hunting together as a team for five, six, seven years. You know, a long, long time. Um, but of course, you know, um, the magazine does take most of our time up and everything. And, uh, yeah that kind of thing but yeah so that's what i mean i've, I've loved the paranormal since i was a kid and you know the previous question both andy and i we've, we've had a history with it as well so with the paranormal for a long time great and have you witnessed anything like anything that you would say that key sticks out to you at the moment since you've done the I've investigation seen, i've seen things that i can't explain and you know you, you know i don't like i don't like to debunk things but sometimes mm. you try and work out things in your head the the logical side of your brain comes in and think, you know, what what is that? It must be something. But I've seen things that I can't explain from three, four, five years ago. We, we've seen a table move. We've seen a doll move. And you try and rationalize it. You try and give an answer. And, you know, and and, uh, and you can't, sometimes you just can't. Sometimes you have to accept, don't know what that is, move on, and hopefully it happens again, you know. So, but, yeah, we've, we've had lots of... You know, things where it's been great nights, uh, the energy has been great and not so much has happened, but sometimes when things happen and you can't explain it, it's, it just, wow, it just blows your it, mind, really. It's those little moments when, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we've been on location before where nothing's happened and it's right towards the end, something happens and it just changes the, the rest yeah, of it. It's definitely. like, do you know what? That one minute of activity... Yeah has been worth it for the last four yeah. and a half hours that we've sat there and had nothing. I mean, you know, even, so even, even if nothing happened, it would still be a good night, but you just, you know, and and you just try and, I mean, I've been racking, we were at the uh, place in Hinkley, the Haunted Antique Centre in Hinkley, oh, and we, we, were, we were with Barry Guy, and uh, the table moved, uh, and on a haunt, this was on a live stream on Facebook, and the table moved. Uh, to this day, I still watch it, it gives me goosebumps, <laughs> still to this day, it really does. Yeah. 
Shocking. And what about you, Andy? Is there any particular, since you've been doing the hunts, you know, anything that sticks out that you you remember like very clearly? Like it was very yesterday? So. Yeah, I mean, I think when you go into these things, you kind of go into it more or less as a skeptic when you start out, yeah. that you kind of want to see something happen, but you don't really think that there's going to be anything out there. And for much of the first few investigations that we did, I was very much still of that that kind of mindset. And then we went to uh, East Drive, um, which obviously has has its own reputation. Some people absolutely love it, and some people absolutely think that there's nothing going on there. Mm. Um, now, in that investigation that we did, which we were broadcasting on on the um, on Facebook, we went into where the stairway is. And as I came through, there was a mirror on the wall. And as I looked into this mirror at the top of the stairs, I could see a little girl at the top of the, just sort of dressed in Edwardian Victorian style clothing. Um, it was literally a, just a, a very split second thing. Looked up to the stairs, nothing there. Looked back in the mirror, nothing there. But like uh, sort of here on Uncanny, I know what I saw. And and it it, it was something that really kind of stuck with me from that point. So I think that's when perception wise, I started to think maybe there is more to this. And we've, we've done other investigations where stuff happens and stuff generally does happen. We'll, we'll mm. get EVPs or we'll get uh, stuff coming through on spirit box type stuff. Um, but there's been a couple of occasions where um, we did Prism nightclub. Um, first occasion was, was just it, it, it's funny now but at the time it was just so weird um that i was going i'd left some equipment in in the, the boudoir area of the of the club and so i thought well i'll go, and get, go back and get it so we can do the next bit of the investigation so i'm i'm going there and i'm going with jason and or in my mind it's jason and i'm i'm talking away and i know that i'm going back to this sort of place and i see something move right at the end between the curtains and it's it's clear movement so i said jason did you see that and i'm stop i'm chuntering away because I'm, I'm just expecting him to have come up the stairs with me there's <laughs> nobody with me at all jason was quite a way away from me and i i'm still baffled by it now i, I knew that somebody had actually come up up there with me but jason was quite a way behind me even the uh the manager at the time uh, heard me talking to myself and yeah uh, th that was a creepy experience and another thing that we did on the second time that we went in there after sort of the first time with bangs and all that kind of stuff mm. um i actually physically saw something that i still aren't quite sure as to what it was that i saw um and again another thing that doesn't seem to fit to the location uh and it uh it's it's something that i've, I've drawn in the past and just I don't know. It's just stuck with me. Um, nobody else saw it. We were filming at the same time. I'm pointing to where I can see something. The other three guys are not seeing a thing. So um, it just makes you think, is it just the way that you receive information on the night or is it, is it something else? And and even more recently, there was an experience whilst we were filming for a show at Haunted Antiques, um, which I, I'm still perplexed by, that it's, it's just something that I kind of, received as a kind of mental image but there's nothing to say that there was any kind of way in which that could have produced Happened. this thought in me it's it's, it's 
I think with, with paranormal, once you start exploring it, you start going down these little rabbit holes that you want to explain. And the more you think you can explain, the more you can't. And it's continuous. Especially when you've got people that don't believe in the paranormal, like trying to explain. It's like there's a few of my mates, like they know that I do this. And I was like, what happened? Tell me something that happened. And there's one particular, you know, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, Manor Farm in Southampton. Mm-hmm. And it's broken into different parts, but they've got an old church at the back. And we were sat there with guests. And that particular night, I felt for some reason, and if you ask any of the of my team, I'm not one to stay in a dark corner on my own, especially a dark church. But for <laughs> this particular night, I felt I needed to stay um, sat in the in the chair. So everyone walked out and they went, and there was this light, and it the light just started hovering where the altar was, and then it come into the aisle, and then it just started hovering. Now on the bottom of these, there's these like plaques with different names on there. And the name that it was hovering over was Rosara Rose. And that was my auntie's name and she's passed away. And for me, that was like, is that her, you know, trying to give me a message saying that she's around? Because um, we tried to replicate the lights. Do you know that as you were saying, like, you don't want to debunk things, but before you say anything to anyone. So we were there closing the door, shining the torches through the door, through the windows to try and replicate the light and the movement. And, but like you said, when you try and explain it to people, they're like, no, nah, you're, you're having me on, you're pulling my leg, you yeah. know. Um, and, you know, your friends and family, you know, what, what are there for when you tell them stories? You know, do you get the same sort of, are you pulling my leg or, you know, do they believe in it now? Now you've been doing it for so long. I think, um, I think you're, I think you're right. I think, you know, my mom and dad always ask me if I've seen any ghosts and I say, yeah, loads now. Um, they say, you know, so I think it's generational thing as well. Sometimes, you know, I can remember actually my mom telling me, um, a story about when, um, she, she was, she was quite poorly, uh, and she woke up one night and saw my granddad who, who'd passed on. Um, and she saw granddad and her, and her, and her uncles at a table playing cards and my granddad moved a chair for her to, uh, come and sit down. And, and my mom said, oh, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to, um, to, you know, to join you yet. And then. The, the image was faded so you know even a generation after generation if you dig back there's ghost stories from everybody whether they believe or not and then my dad when my mum was in hospital um not long after my dad um obviously was was in bed alone and, and he felt my granddad's pre- uh, my mum's dad's my granddad's presence and he's a firm disbeliever so mm-hmm. it just shows you that you know what I, w- I always ask the question what would it take for a complete non-believer to believe and i don't i think it'll take a lot because they'll 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 say it's imagination or or something but you know it's um it's the beauty of the paranormal for me and uh, it really is it's a fascination with it as as much as we're, i'm a part of a team of good mates who we trust each other we're all at different levels of of, of our journey the, the paranormal is a personal journey for me yeah but, personal journey with a team but i think we're all at different levels i mean andy and jason are probably more um more advanced in terms of seeing things than themselves and simon but you know we'll get hopefully we'll get there one day but we, i just enjoy it it's just a great a great it's, thing a good, to do. it's definitely it's a good buzz I, definitely, I is. definitely yeah. is definitely a good buzz and how about you andy what are your family and friends like are they um well 
I've got a wife that's already interested in the paranormal and that kind of thing. But when it comes to me going and doing it, she's not necessarily as fussed. Um, so I think it's more a case of I'm kind of just so curious to to understand what it is that happens when we move on to the, the next uh, level of existence. And I think by doing these these kind of ghost hunts and investigations, I think it it's a way of trying to understand what it is that is actually out there because clearly there's there's something there. Uh, I think uh, again with regards to the skeptical side of things, uh, I think it's down to you are an antenna for certain things, and I think the greater your antenna is, the more likely you are to pick things up. And I think that's where mediumship and that kind of thing comes in. That there, there's a greater level of understanding as to what what kind of things are out there is in fact in in some ways um you'd have to say that with given that there's so many different types of medium that there must be different ways in, in which this information can be received now i'm not saying that all mediums are you know um full-on knowing what they're doing but yes there's clearly some out there that just they're too on point all the time when you when you're kind of getting somewhere, and I think once once these little things start just connecting with one another, that's that's when you know your, your curiosity is, is more than peaked. It it's got to be evidence that's there. Definitely, definitely. And since you guys have done this, you know, um, you know, you've come in from watching things on TV, reading books, and everything like that. So I take you've built a wealth of knowledge around the paranormal. Um, but particularly doing the hunts and everything, would, would you say that you've built some sensory um, like sort of skills, like being able to sense things, like when you're doing your ghost hunts and everything? Would you say that you've been able to do that? Um, I think the more we do, the more you learn. I, I'm not, I'm not sensitive uh, at all in terms of in terms of clairvoyant or psychic, anything like that. But I, I, and I used to. Not have a not have a, a poor view on mediums back in the day, but but um, I, I could I could take them or leave them back in the day. I, you know, we're talking 10, 15 years ago. Uh, they were there on the sea, they were at ghost hunts, and that's fine. But the more I've the more I've worked with mediums, the more I've appreciated them. If, if I'm honest, uh, we were at an event again at Inkley um, some years back, and there were four mediums there, I think, or four or five. Yeah. And um, they all picked up on the same person, uh, a little girl in, in, in the seance room. And rather than being, rather than it feeling like it was a competition to see who was the best, they were all yeah. working together to try and get this girl to, to speak, to communicate. And, I, and I'm sat there thinking, you know what? I wish just for one day, I wish I could see what they, I wish I could see what they were seeing and what they Definitely. were feeling. You know, I wish I could do that. And, you know, and, uh, it was nice to, to see um, see that happen because there was five people there, four or five, who all picked up on the same thing, all picked up, didn't wasn't trying to get one up one ship on, on each other. They were all working together to try and get this 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 girl to communicate, and it was fantastic. It was fantastic to watch, fantastic to see, and it was quite emotional. I'll, I'll yeah. be honest. And I just wish I just wish sometimes I could. You know, open my door. Um, you know, and my brain. And you know, I think it's something that you can't do. I think it has to come to you naturally. I think it has to happen to you when it's your time. It, it, you know, if if the time is right. I, I mentioned before about Andy and Jay having being more sensitive and being more seeing things more than than me, me and Simon do. When the time is right, hopefully it will happen. And 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 uh, 
you know, myself and Si will we'll, we'll see more. But, you know, it's a journey, Nando. It's, it's a journey. I keep going about journey, but it is. It's, it's, a, it's a brilliant journey to be on. Just progress through it all and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Because uh, one thing I would say, and I say this to a lot of the customers that come along with us, every investigation is going to be different. You know, so we can never predict what's Ooh. going to happen to the next. And I think that's the beauty of it. You can't tell, you know, with a lot of things, you can have control what's going to happen. But I think with the, the ghost hunts, especially, you can't control what's going to happen. You can no. only do what you can do. And if something's going to happen, you know, that's a bonus for us in a way. Um, Joe, one of our team members, she's, I don't know if you can see the question. She's saying it's a different hobby. That's for sure. Do you find there's still a stigma when you talk to others about it? So I think when you're talking about doing your ghost hunts and what you find, do you do you sometimes still feel that people do or may not believe in it as as what you guys do? Hmm. Well, I suppose really, if you're in a community where there's a much more openness to the paranormal, then you kind of have a little bit of an echo chamber where there's a greater level of understanding. Um, to, towards things that are are less uh, conventional. Um, I think anybody that's not familiar or interested in it, if you just pounce on them and give them the knowledge that you do this stuff, there, there's kind of two reactions, really. One is, you're an idiot, clearly. Or two, <laughs> that... I like it, just blunt, just say it as it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or, or two, um, then, then clearly the you can freak people out by some of the stories that you talk about. And so there's a, a kind of closure that they don't want to talk yeah. about this. It's, it's not something that, that interests them because th there's a general fear of, of something that might come and start knocking the books about at home or whatever. And so, so I think given that we kind of are more into the community aspect of it, I think the, the kind of circle of people that are around us are, are certainly more interested in in challenging what's there, um, yeah. why it's there, and and what we can kind of do to greater understand it together, and that's that's really the way that it should be. Oh. Yeah, I think so. I think you know I've been called the idiot from Auto Magazine many times, so you know it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's not a problem to me. But uh, I think yes and no. I think more so. I think social media, if used properly, if used positively has been very good for the paranormal very very good um it certainly helped spread the awareness of the paranormal yeah. uh, news events i mean when the magazine first started back in 2009 there was probably about five teams who, who were doing events and there were probably maybe 10 12 top locations out there that people went to uh, and, and everything and then whether it was a coincidence or not social media hit uh, and people People realise that you know um, people could learn about things online, events and stuff, and the magazine was out there now. And I think uh, teams kept popping up left, right, and centre, and, and, and research was key, and everything, things like that. And I think, yeah, there's always an element of, of negativity on social media. It always will be, you know, if you use it for good, if you use it for positive stuff, you can you can say so much, you can you can make people aware of things so much, you can put um, history links on, you can do anything, and. Like um, like like Andy says, if you're in that bubble, then you know you, you see you see people who are interested in the same thing. Outside of the bubble, people may say, "Yeah, yeah, a lot of rubbish, a lot of nonsense, that yeah. kind of thing." But uh, I think it's improving. I mean, there was a show I don't know if you've seen it called Uncanny, a podcast called Uncanny, that came out earlier on in the year, and um, 
and that was about ghost people who'd experienced um, uh, things back 30, 40 years ago. And they were willing to come out now because of they, they felt they felt like they bottled it up for so long and mm. fear of being ridiculed. But now they feel more comfortable in, in telling their story. And that to me, that's a good thing, really. Yeah, um, since doing this uh, with Portal to the Paranormal, you know, I've learned so much. But at the same time, I've also learned how popular the paranormal is. Because I'll be honest, this was something that my wife got started back in, I think it was 2015. And me being me, I'll be totally honest, because everyone knows me very well, I was too scared to face it. It was one of those things like being put into a dark room or, you know, we've gone into places with with cellars and they're, they're pitch black and you really can't see anything, what's going on around you. And it's quite, it can be quite intimidating. Well, I found it could be quite intimidating. But as I've gone on and learned more and how to deal with things, you sort of just naturally just flow, don't you? And it just uh, yeah. sort of like, it's not what I find, as long as you're respectful, wherever you go, be respectful. You know, don't try and do anything different. Then it should be, not saying all situations have been nice. Like there's been some parts where, I think that's it. I'm done. I'll see you lot later. Mm -hmm. I'm off. Um, but you know, have I, you guys ever been in that situation where you felt something's happened mm -hmm. and you think, well, this is a bit beyond what I want to do? Not so much beyond, but I, I get the fear thing. And you know, you know what? Being in a dark room, quite cracky. It is scary. You don't know what's going to happen, what you're going to walk into, what you're going to see, what you're going to hear. Anybody who says, oh, I'm not scared, I'll go, I'll go gung-ho into a building, that kind of thing, then then you know they're not really thinking to be honest yeah. but you know in the dark you, you lose what you lose one sense so it heightens the other senses so you're bound to have some emotional you know disruption to your to your natural natural body functions but um yeah I, I've, I've been scared many times i'm not afraid the guys know that it doesn't bother me at all i mean i think if you can't show your emotions if you can't show who you are um, on, on, on a ghost hunt or an investigation or, or, or something, then you're not being true to yourself, in, in my opinion. Definitely. And how about you, Andy? I mean, when when everything goes pitch black, it's always going to be slightly different um, environment to, to do things in. I'm not necessarily afraid by anything because at the end of the day, I want to, to understand what's there. Um, but also, I'm not keen to kind of come across something that's malevolent uh, mm. and to get a nasty experience from it. And we've had a few issues where we have come across people uh, in, in communication that that don't want to uh, be there for nice purposes. Um, and that, that can be challenging. But I think at the end of the day, if, if you keep to your principles, you don't try and create a problem that isn't there, then I, I think uh, you, you should be all right on most investigations. I mean, as, as long as sort of health and safety is adhered to and, and your route is clear in, in investigation, I don't don't think you should go on, on these things with any that sense of fear um, because at the end of the day, if you do manage to communicate with something, then ultimately that's what you're there for. And um, always, I, I always say, Dan, do, if you can run faster than, than a, a somebody else, you're guaranteed to safety because they're going to get them, going to get their, them first. So. Oh, yeah, believe me, I'm always the first one out. If something's going on, <laughs> uh, I'm always, I'll be always the one to get out first. Um, brilliant. Um, just a few comments. Um, Barry Guy said that you guys had a great experience together at the yeah. Hornet Atlantis. Um, brilliant. Um, great stuff. Um, Neil, Neil Packer says, great to see you guys. Um, really nice. Um, and 
still on the theme with the paranormal then um everyone has different ways of communicating um with the spirits or dealing with their investigations you know technology seems to be one of the the common factors with a lot of people um do you guys use um like technology like spirit boxes or sp7s you know what, what kind of things do you guys use and what's your favorite piece of equipment to use i mean the best piece of equipment i think is yourself uh, yeah. regardless of any kit that you use i think you've also got to understand the kit you're using eyes and ears exactly that um he's gonna land a plane in a second <laughs> and, uh, uh, i think things, it's always interesting to use things like k2 meters and and uh, voice recorders because i mean i think evps are, are definitely one of the most interesting phenomena uh to pick up on i mean we've got something that was bespoke made for us uh by andy over at infraready which is called the infrapod which is like a very small um box that records 10 seconds of audio so it's quite an instant way of record and playback of, of things so we ask a question and it'll hopefully bring something back and the number of times we've had taps on the actual equipment that we're using or or breaths and little noises and things it, it's it's just fascinating and i think all these things are very useful in an investigation uh, and i think what they do is that they kind of prompt you to keep more open-minded or, or in the cases of say an itc device like the alice box which we're, we're quite fortunate to have a a, a little standalone unit for now um when you start getting a chain of words through the itc devices that that then becomes quite fascinating and it also gives you an area that you can try and call out for um i do believe that they're all prompts to try and open yourself up so that you can communicate with what's there but i don't think they're necessarily the the be all and end all to say hey there's a ghost here because at the end of the day we, we genuinely can never say that we've we've got that evidence, even though we might have some stuff that's, that's truly exciting. Um, because, I mean, there's the egregore phenomena, there's the Philip experiment that you can go back to that we, we might be even generating some of this stuff ourselves. We, we yeah. kind of, we're still scratching the surface on that side of things. But, but it definitely fascinates the hell out of me when you start getting a list of, of things in a location that there's no way that a, a random box could come out with this information with. And, and, and that I, I'll always find truly fascinating. Brilliant. And how about yourself, Paul? Well, and things? anyone that knows me, Nando, knows that I am the gadget expert of, uh, of Haunted Live. <laughs> and, um, I, I've got a special name for things. Uh, and they, it's called, it ends in thingy. Yes. Um, Andy will back me up on this. Flash, mm -hmm. Flashy thingy for the cat balls. <laughs> Noisy thingy for the thingy mentioned. Um, yeah, I love gadgets. Don't get me wrong. Don't know how they work. Don't want to know how they work. But I love using them, and I love investigation without them. It's, it's you know, it's it's either or for me. Uh, and we've done many ghost hunts with or without gadgets. Um, they can be tools. They can be um, um, good or bad or bad. Um, and um, yeah, we use we use them. I, I've got an Alice box, like I love the Alice. I mean, we were at uh, an event last week, and it, everything. I mean, there's, what, there's no microphone on Alice. There's no no GPS. There's no internet, anything like that. And we were saying things. I think you you were talking, Andy, weren't you? You were talking, and it was basically copying um, what and words were coming up of what Andy had said. Uh, whether that's coincidence, it could be coincidence. It could well be coincidence. 
but it, it just makes you you just think wow you know what i mean it just gets you going and gets you gets the night really pumped up but yeah gadgets love them um use them don't use them uh i mentioned for eyes and ears it's yeah. in my opinion your brain and your legs running away yeah i think using your own sensories is great but sometimes with equipment it can be like you were saying it comes up with stuff that you wouldn't expect it to and uh, we did one i don't know if you've heard of antwerp mansion yeah, in yeah. Manchester. Manchester, we did yeah. a sleepover there and it was me my boss dan and one of our team members nikki and we were down with the spirit box and we try and do like a word association game like keep it very like you know just having a bit of fun and dan had a um oh, a mannequin a, a part of a mannequin it was a hand and he said to the spirit can you tell me what's in my hat what i'm holding and then literally two seconds later it said hand and then we were like going can you say you know, so we were just saying some random words and we were actually getting the responses of those words that we were saying. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the equipment sometimes, you know, it is built to, for a purpose, like to give out these random words. But sometimes when you get specifics or they're repeating what you've just asked, you know, you can't, you know, debunk that. That's exactly. You know, I mean, you, you know, the Alice device, sorry, Nando, the Alice device, 10,000 words programmed into it, 10,000 words. And it, 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 and it mentions a word that's relevant to what you're asking. You know, you'll get people saying, oh, you know, how, how can a Victorian ghost work out a, a computer? How can it how can it work out to, to, to say those words? But, you know, on the flip side of that, if it mentions a word that you're referring to, what's your name? And a name comes up, you, you know, you, you link it together. And, you know, whether that's coincidence or not, it just gets everything going and gets the energy and gets everything pumping in, in the right direction for me. And I think it also building up the right energy, you know, sets your evening as well. If you go in there positive, um, we always try and have a laugh. You know, don't get me wrong, we do take our investigation seriously. But at the same time, we'd like to enjoy our co the company that we've got, you know, make everyone laugh. And I think that's a really good way to build the energy in the locations that you're in. Would you guys agree, like, to build that, set the you've scene got, in the right way? You've got to have a laugh. You've got to have fun. I'm, we're, not, we're not one for sitting in the room. We're not one for telling people what you know what what they need to do that kind of thing yeah you have to stick to some rules and regulations of course but yeah you know the night is is it's nothing anything can happen not you know nothing can happen anything can happen no, no script you're walking into a building that that you just do not know what will happen at any given time you know and, and you need laughter to build the energies you need laughter for a defense i need it for a defense mechanism yeah. Um, you know, you need it to, to just to, to move on with, with uh, and you need laughter in anything in life in general. So, you well, know, how often do we have those situations where we start having a bit of a, a gabber and, and we, we start laughing, and then oh, yeah. all of a sudden that's when the activity starts coming? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it builds up the energy for the night. And I think certainly a good sense of humor and, and having good people around you. Uh, the, it, it does. It just it just builds the energy up, and that's what what you need. And we were quite good in the sense that some of the guests that we have, we would be absolutely considered to be friends. So the kind of banter that we have on an investigation, it it can just corpse at any particular moment, and all of a sudden that's when things start to kick off. So I mean, th there's got to be some kind of link in that that your guard goes down, and so things start happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we always have a really good laugh on, on our investigations. 
know, that's what we find sometimes when it when it feels a bit flat, like the atmosphere wherever we are, we start having a laugh, you know, and maybe sometimes we go into a general chat, we tell each other stories or you know, just something very simple. But then in the background, you'll start noticing knocks starting to happen, or you know, some of the equipment starts going off, and then you're thinking someone's in here watching, listening, and enjoying. So it's that for me, it's then showing that they're taking part in what we're doing. Yeah. You know, so I, I just think it's really good to build that sort of atmosphere. And um, question, of, sorry, Don, you go first. Right, it's, it's kind of like you know, people, they're thinking, well, you know, you've come here to investigate me, and yet you're talking to yourselves, you know. What's that all about? You know, that kind of thing. Taking so. the mickey out of me or something. Yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. You know, come back to me now. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I've got from one of our viewers, Louise, um, she's saying, um, what is your favourite location to date? Is there a particular location that you've done that sticks to be your favourite? Oh, you go first, Anne. I'm thinking. I can't even say that I've got a, necessarily a favourite. I mean, something different happens in each place that you go to. So, I mean, we've had some great activity in Bosworth Hall that I'd say we've had, in fact, the last time that we were there on a, on a full investigation, we had probably one of the best nights that we've ever had there. Um, the East Drive experience will always stay with me, and so will that of prison, but I, I can't say as I 100% have a kind of best sort of location. I mean, I, I, I was fortunate enough to go with my family over to, to France into the, the Paris catacombs, and that was something that was just quite an experience. It was quite quite emotional, really, to, to see all of these schools laid out in the way that they are. Um, but I mean, that wasn't from an investigation point of view. That was just pure fascination as to seeing what's there. Um, I suppose sort of the best location is the, is the one that you haven't been to yet because there might be something there that really blows you away. You don't know what to expect. Yeah. Definitely. And um, what about yourself, Paul? Similar sort of answer to Andy, to be fair. Um, I, I do have a, a love for East Drive. I do have a love for Bosworth Hall, and I do have a love for um, for Inkley, the Haunted Antique Centre. That they are, to me, the the three best ones I, I've ever been to, and 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 everyone I've been to it is great as well. They've been, um, I've really enjoyed them, and 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 being there, and whether it's first time, whether it's whether it's second or third time, you know, or whether it's just been there once. But I think Andy's right. I think, you know, um, I, I you just go for go for the next location, the next location. You, you never know what's going to happen but if i had to pick one i'd, I'd, I'd choose three if i can <laughs> uh, definitely those three i can't i can't speak the, the east drive for we spent five nights at east drive consecutive and every night was different and, and it just and that with obviously andy saw what he saw and jason as well he, he saw something and it was just a you know it was just an amazing few nights there bosworth has, has never let us down in terms of activity not that it should need to let us down, but it's, it's you know, always been something happened there and everything. And Inkley, well, you know, Neil and, and Jane and Ames and everybody there, it's just an amazing place. Um, just It's just a place that's so different to anything out, out there at all because you're walking into a place that's full of antiques and artifacts that are from so many different eras, so many different years, and, and what have they seen, what have they all, what, what have they witnessed, that kind of thing. And... And, and it's and it's just you can move you can wear the beauty of Inkley's you can wear the you can use the gadgets you can wear the items you can you can sit on the items it's just not it's just so different and you know the war room especially last time we were there the war room was really weird I've always felt the war room to be that it sounded quite safe but it was really kicking off I thought and yeah 
Yeah, well, that, that's where recently I had that kind mm. of experience that I'm still really not quite sure what what it was. Um, we were kind of just asking out and um, I kind of just closed my eyes and said, you know, opened yourself up to, to kind of um, what was there. And I was given flashes or almost of, they weren't even pictures, but just a feeling that I was, that I was drowning and that it was an accident and that this had happened at, at sea, um, potentially Normandy. Now, there was nothing to indicate any of that was stuff that had happened. Yeah. It was very clearly just sort of punched into my mind, and I felt it was overwhelming. I, I mean, I, I think I actually cried a little bit. Uh, it was it was really intense, and I'm still, I'm still really quite struggling to process what that actually was. I mean, if it was... If it was just my imagination, why was it so vivid? And it wasn't it wasn't even as though it was like a, a picture or anything like that. It was just like an, a, a pure feeling that this had happened. And it, it came in like sort of two chunks. And the second one, it was like there was some kind of message that needed to be said, but I, I'm just not experienced in that way to, yeah. to kind of pull that, that message through. So it was it was unusual. It was quite overwhelming. Um and again, it's because we've done this quite a lot now. Uh, I wouldn't ever sort of describe myself as a as a medium or anything like that, but clearly I'm I'm sensitive in some things, and and this was just one of those experiences that was like I'm I'm still struggling to process what that actually was. Brilliant. Um, with the Haunted Antiques Museum, you know what they've done there, Neil Ames. We went there for a sleepover, and the way they've laid out the guys. If any of you are in Hinkley, definitely I would definitely recommend to go there even for a visit, you know, some of the stuff he's he's got in there is absolutely amazing. But just the way he's laid out every room to a certain, you know, like he's got the doll's room. That that freaked me out, walking into the doll's room and just seeing loads of eyes all the way around. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is like intense. But what they've done is absolutely great. And, and I think for Neil and Ames, you know, how welcoming they are as well they set the scene as well so you know props to them brilliant investigation there and a brilliant atmosphere so definitely agree with you guys about that place um with another question from a viewer um joe one of our team members she's asked oh i've lost it again um what's one place that's really surprised you the most so is there a location that you thought you may not get anything and it's actually come and you know really shocked you I think for me it's prison nightclub. I wasn't expecting anything at all to go off at the nightclub, but I've had two clear experiences there, and, and we had some massive bangs as well that uh, went off when we were downstairs in there. Uh, we, were, we were downstairs, weren't we? We were in the cellar, weren't we? And we everybody, everybody was accounted for. It was a massive bang, talking really loud bang, uh, and nobody would have got there in time. There was nobody there who could have done that, who could have made that noise. It was a really loud bang. Uh, but yeah, Prism Mike was one of them, and I, I also Moria Furnace. I know you've been to Moria Furnace. Yes, that was interesting. We've been there a couple of times, and that was interesting. I didn't. I, I think the thing is, it's like for location surprise. Yeah, I I tend not to. I, I get the question, and it's a great question, but I, I, I you know, I, I, you try and have a blank canvas at every location okay. that you yeah. go, rather than expect things to happen. So, you know, Moria Furnace. 
great location, lots of weird things picking off as well. And, and then when you're with somebody who's sort of like, um, who knows the history of the place, things kind of make sense as, as to why you, I mean, Andy, Andy you, you talk about Andy seeing things. <laughs> another thought, another thing he saw at Mora, wasn't it, Andy? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, earlier on in that evening, the um, we had uh, a portal device that uh, was, was spouting out words, and I'm sure it called me an offensive name. Um, but it, it was one of those things where we were moving between locations, and it was the kitchen area there. And I, as I walked past the door, there was basically a full-formed figure, um, in it was like a monk, um, full black not see-through or anything. Um, again, another split-second thing. Um, that that did unnerve me, to be honest with you. Then, as I looked back, it wasn't there. Um, and that's as we were just walking from one room to go upstairs. It, 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 you get this weird jolt when you see something you know that shouldn't be there, that, that is there. Uh, and we had all sorts of, of words that came through on the portal that night that they're related to some quite grisly things, really. Um, so, yeah, a very a fascinating location. I don't tell mm. anybody to investigate there if they have the opportunity. It's, it's, uh, it's brilliant. Brilliant. Um, one question for me, you know, I'm quite new to the field, you know, and I've learned a lot of people want to get into the field and they don't know how. You know, if you was to give a rookie investigator or someone stepping into the paranormal field, what advice would you give them to set them on their way? Start local for me. Always start local. No matter what, you know, if you're uh, an individual or a team of friends, group of friends wanting to, to investigate uh, locations, don't, uh, you know, you see these event companies all over, the, all over the place, start local. Local pubs, local buildings, local li libraries for research. Um, look at your local area because more often than not, there'll be so much history and so many legends and so many urban story myths and urban, and urban legends from your area. Um, you know, deaths, murders, that kind of thing. You know, um, in your in, in your in your vicinity, that that will that will maybe want to be interested. Old pubs, old buildings, that kind of thing. You know, always start local. Then, if you get the book the book from that, you want to go further. Then then go further, but. Yeah, I'd always, I'd always say to somebody, start local, look at your local area, local, you know, work out where you can go, um, speak to people, speak to um, the the council, see what's allowed to go, where you're allowed to go, where you're not allowed to go. Um, we'll talk about, be, you know, be respectful to buildings, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, always start local for me. That, that's what I'd tell anybody. Yeah, I mean, history walks and ghost walks are always a nice place to start mm. because they're not a full-on paranormal investigation, but you kind of get to know the spooky background to to what's happened or some grisly deaths that have happened in a castle or that kind of thing. And, and they're, they're a really good starting point because that, that, that kind of sows the seed that there might be things out there. Um, whilst I think it's, it's an idea to have a look at some of the local teams, but if, you, if you're going to do that and to, to get involved for that next step to actually physically go on an investigation... Just make sure that you're kind of reviewing feedback on what that team's like. Maybe for the first one, see if it's a, a bigger organisation to start off with or something like this where you've kind of seen the people involved that you know that there's a genuine passion and interest for. Uh, and then if you are prepared to, to part with some of that money, don't, don't go out buying 
shed loads of equipment because more often than not that's going to be available to you from the, the teams on the night yeah. um, but more importantly i think you've got to go into it just enjoying the experience and not expecting anything um, especially the first couple that you go on you might get the odd taps you might get the odd noises and there might be nothing that happens just enjoy that vibe of, of being with other people that are like-minded just trying to understand what's there because i think once you've done a couple and things start making that little interest valve in your brain start going yeah this this is interesting this that's when yeah. you can start to invest in little bits of equipment to invest in a little tape recorder or whatever to try and record something i mean everybody's got a, a camera phone these days in the pockets a full-size yeah. computer effectively you can take pictures just tell everybody that you're using your flash first otherwise they'll be blinded and then you've got a voice recorder on there that you can just simply use by pushing a button and going around and you'd be surprised at what you can pick up i mean there's so many good ways of getting into it just just keep an open mind and just at the, mm. at the bottom line is mm-hmm. just enjoy it i think that's the most important bit is enjoy it you know because yeah. you know when you're going on locations you could be there up to eight hours in the night and you know you that i don't go in there with expectations because if you expect too much you know you'll be disappointed but if you enjoy it build good atmosphere with the people that you're with and then whatever happens you know then just hopefully your phone doesn't die or have you ever been in a location that you've got a full charge and then suddenly everything's just cleaned off and mm-hmm. that yeah it's awful isn't it it's like something's yeah. happening something's happening well, let's get back on the phone let's get back on the camera the camera's dead but it had yes. a full battery you know but it's just the way of the game and i think that's the spirits wanting to play with our emotions there a little bit i think um, oh, they brilliant. want to build that energy up from whatever gadgets and gizmos you've got to try and make something a bit stronger so they can try and communicate better. It, better. We don't fully understand why these, these power drains happen, but they, they clearly do on certain occasions because you know full well that you've spent most of the day charging your gear up. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, definitely. If we're on location, the first thing, if my wife's not here and she's gone to work, she'll message me going, don't forget to charge all my equipment up. <laughs> you know, and if I don't do it, that's it. You know, I'm not allowed on the investigation. I'll get punished, you know. Um, but no, it's all good. Um, so moving from, you know, the paranormal stuff, you guys kicked off Haunted Magazine, um, which, you know, I was having a look. I think it started in 2009, am I right? Yeah, yeah. First issue, 2009, um, yes. And it's gone from strength to strength. Like, just your Facebook page alone, over 14,000 followers and my you know, having a glance at it, you know, it looks like it's gone from strength to strength. Um, how did that kick off for you guys with the magazine side of things? It started with um, a passion for the paranormal, to be fair. Uh, it started with, uh, I looked at, I, I think the, the main name, hauntermagazine.co.uk, needed renewing um, a few months back. So I looked at um, the history and I bought the domain name in 2006. So the idea was obviously... Um, two or three years before the first mag came out. And I think it was. I know Andy talked about Most Haunted, Most Haunted earlier on. And I think at that time, um, you know, love it or hate it now, or whatever people's views are Most Haunted, at its pomp and at its best, it was brilliant. And it was entertaining and it was different. And it was something out there. There was nothing like it out there at all. And it opened the doors uh, for an interesting problem to a lot of people. I mean, I was always interested or already interested in paranormal, but it gave me a sense of, you know what, a magazine that's entertaining could work. 
uh, could be interesting if as long as it's informative, as long as it's entertaining, as long as it does what it says, could work. So, you know, we, we worked on that and uh, the first issue came out in 2009 and that ran for a couple of years, 10 issues, 11 issues uh, in print and then print got got so much money to to uh, to, to print, to, to use. It, it was just costing so much money. So then you're thinking, oh, my word, then what do we do? And then Andy came up with a brilliant idea to go digital because at that time, uh, technology had advanced so much and, and Facebook had, had, had um, sort of gone massive that we could we could keep the brand name alive but do Haunted as a digital magazine. Uh, and that's what we did and for three or four years. Always thought about having it, well, we should go back in print. And then a lot of people said, let's go back in, you know, we would love to see back in print. And we tested it, and that was 2016, I believe, and we've not looked back since. And, um, yeah, it's nice that people are, appreciate the magazine. It's really nice that the support we get. It's, yeah, Andy and I are the face uh, of people who associate with the magazine, but there's a massive team um, behind the behind the magazine, writers, supporters, readers. If it wasn't for them, then it'd just be mine and Andy's uh, lonesome magazine but um you know there's a great support network writers just get what we do get what we're after we want to create a magazine that's fun for all you don't have to be an expert you don't have to be um a parapsychologist you don't have to be have a, have a really massive interest in power something that resonates history history you know if you love history there's a good chance you will love uh, the paranormal uh, the yeah, two yeah. to me go hand in hand, hand, in hand. um yeah, and yeah. uh so our writers are so unique, so different, so brilliant that they send us the stuff, the work that they do. We look at it, Andy designs it amazingly well, and it just works. It just works. We have a laugh. It's a magazine that Andy and I would buy in the shops if we saw it in the shops. We've, we've always said that. It's about I don't know, bringing a new audience, That's you know, bringing some fun, some positivity to the, to the paranormal, having a laugh. Some of the features are controversial. Some are some are brilliantly funny and serious, and historical and haunted locations. It's it's a labour of love for Andy and myself, you know, and uh, and we will do it as long as long as that labour of love is, is still there. But uh, yeah, there's a good support network behind it, Nando. It's not you know, it's it's more than me and Andy. It's a wealth of people who uh, who support the magazine and and continue to do so. Sorry, Andy, I'm, I'm waffling on now, mate. Sorry. <laughs> Agree with everything that you've just said. It just shows the passion that you have for the magazine. Yeah, and while you're doing are. it, and yeah, I think are. you know the support that you've got from Facebook alone. Like you're saying about the background teams, but the support that you got from your Facebook followers alone, it just shows the passion that you're putting into it is clearly working for you guys, um, and it's absolutely great. You know, but you don't just look at the the haunting side of things, do you? It's actually open to everything in the paranormal because i know your latest edition had um featured with craig charles and oh, i can't remember the lady's name um, that's it um with regards to ufos you know and that's something my sons they've been watching on the tv and when they saw them because i was looking at little clips they were they were telling me about the stories because i've not watched it fully but you know when you get these sort of stories in you know do you like look at the stories before like, do you ever say this is not something for the magazine or is it you're quite open to any story that comes through to you guys? Nothing's off limits, really, as long as it's got some paranormal linkage. Nothing really, you know, and and the writers 
be it, be it published writers or be it first time writers, I've got a, they've they've obviously, they obviously read the magazine. They know what we're about. They know they know Andy what Andy, Andy and I like, and um, they just I mean everyone's got the ability to, to 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 write and tell a story. You know, yeah, sometimes it might not be applicable to, to certain things, but you know, if you want to tell a ghost story, um, then and if you write it how how you want to write it. it it always works. And that's the beauty of the, of the magazine. We've got writers who've got so many different styles that it's not one style does not fit all. We've got writers who write how they speak. We've got writers who write methodical. We've got writers who just write some bloody good stuff. Um, and um, and it works. It works. The paranormal is so diverse. It's so different that you need a magazine that's diverse and different and prepared to do things that might not be inside the box. We always said we don't want to preach. We don't want to. We, we want people to learn, of course, and 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 maybe question themselves. Of course, yeah. You know, we, we question ourselves every day on the paranormal. But you know, if we can bring a bit of fun and a bit of difference to to the paranormal world, then to me, that's that's a positive thing. Brilliant. Uh, anything you wanted to add to that, Andy? Everything that he's just said there is is absolutely true. Um, I think. We always set out to to make something that we would buy ourselves, and we have that that bar really high now. The 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 great thing is that along the way, some of the writers that we now have, they're they're fully published authors. They're fan, you know, well renowned in the field. They do the work. They go into the investigations and document the investigations thoroughly. Some are on TV. Some are not. And the, the one unifying factor is that we've all got this same interest, the same passion. And it's great to be able to, to publish people that really are worthy of that voice, uh, that may initially have struggled for that voice to be able to put what they want to do out there. But I know that we've had a lot of first-time writers that have really blossomed and developed their own writing style and eventually gone on to publish their own books on the field. And there's, there's just some talented people out there and we're, we're in this really good position that they've trusted us enough with their own vision yeah. to put that into a into a kind of framework that makes it accessible for all i mean i i'm the design side of this this side of things sometimes i'll only have a word document to work with and i've got to somehow make that really kind of like inviting for a reader early days it was more about designing something really spooky and then putting the words on top and now i think the words themselves do the job and and as long as i complement what's been written rather than take away or distract from it then i think we're, we're kind of on the right path and we're very fortunate for about the last 10 issues or so now that it's just got better and better and better with each one that we're doing um i mean that to the point where the the latest couple of issues they're not a night's read. You have to spend a couple of nights just absorbing it. And you can go back yeah. to the article and read it again. And, and and the beauty of this is that some of the locations that we feature will often feature a few times in the magazine because, as we've already discussed with our own ghost content, no two nights are the same in the paranormal. Mm. No two experiences are the same. So what one person's experience of, say, the Hinsdale house is, might be completely different to another person's experience and so if you're able to kind of capture that on on there it's 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 just a really good thing to do and and again we, we each time we think we're never going to top that magazine and then the next one comes along and then the away with the next 
line of stuff. So, so you really just you kind of got to a point now where you you don't worry about that. All you worry about is communicating the message that these guys know what they're talking about. Let's get this done. Brilliant. And I like the way because um, I had to look at the website as well, and you got a bit of a, a caption about how it started, and you were saying it's like a jigsaw puzzle, you know. Yeah. Paul starts with the jigsaw puzzle and then he passes it off to you to sort of fill it in line. And even by just reading what you guys wrote on the website, you can tell it's, it's a team player game and, you know, with the Haunted Magazine and just seeing it from going from strength to strength. You know, if the viewers that are watching want to subscribe to the magazine, can you tell them how they can do that? Yeah, um, hauntermagazine.co.uk, hauntermagazineprintshop.com. Uh, if you search for Hunter Magazine on, on socials, that you'll, you'll you'll find us. We'll pop up. We have stockists um, in um, USA, Australia, um, and Canada, and district and shops as well. W, we're in WH Smiths as well. So about all that. Barnes and Noble in the USA. So we're we, you know we've just announced today that we're in 195 stores in Australia. So we're growing, but we're growing at a pace that we can handle and we love. We rather than be. You know, we've always said, you know, we need to crawl before we can walk and walk before we can run. So it's a it's a it's a great it's a it's a, it's a, a learning curve for us every day. And yeah, so you know, anybody wants to just onto magazineprintshop.com, you can buy back issues, uh, you can subscribe, you can pop into WH Smith's Barnes and Noble if you if you're in America. And um, yeah, if you want to become part of the haunted journey, please be feel free to do so, you know. And if you've got any stories or anything you feel like you want to contribute. Just get in touch. You know, we're happy to uh, we welcome anybody who's got a story, anybody who wants to write. Um, please get in touch. You don't have to be an author or you can just be um, a first time published, first time writer. We, we welcome um, anybody, really. And I think that's what's so nice about your magazine. You're not picky on who, you know, you're you're opening the doors for anyone. And for for people that might be amateur writers, this could be a step forward for them, you mm. know, because of how you know, popular your magazine's becoming, you know, you're helping them into that field. And I think that's a great way of, you know, offering something to people that you've never spoken to before. So guys, if you um, are into the paranormal, you just want to read, definitely subscribe. If you have stories, send it into, do they send it in to you or Andy or any? Uh, either, either or, um, you know, if you search for myself or Andy, Haunter Guys is his call on, on socials. I'm Haunter Magazine. Just you know, DMs or PMs or whatever M it is, and um, um, we're on all there and or, or email us, um, and you'll find say so all the information's on on our socials and everything and uh, and everything. And yeah, we welcome. Um, you know, um, I mean, sometimes people people will say, "Well, what can we write about?" But well, I, I want them to tell us what they want to write about. But to me, that's that's so better with saying to somebody, "Oh, are we wanting to go and research this?" I'd rather them say, "Well." I've, you know, I saw this ghost, or I'll, I've, I've been to this location, I've researched it, yada, yada, yada. You know, can I write about it? Send it in, we'll have a look. And more often than not, it's a great piece of work. It really is, and it's and it, and it's deserve, it deserves to be in the magazine. It re really does. Absolutely brilliant. And that that's absolutely great. Um, I know I've kept you for a bit of time, and I said it's about an hour, but I've got one more question for the both of you. You cool. know, the Haunted Magazine, you know, you're doing great. We've said that a few times now. But what is your vision going forward for the magazine? Have you got any new projects or anything that you want us to try and do more with it? Or is it just continue on the path that you're on? And do you want to go first, And? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's about readership. It's about growing. It's about getting our stories out there to, to more and more people. Uh, but again, keeping that accessibility element to it. 
Um, it's, it's not about fame and fortune for either one of us. It's about just delivering this this product that we're really proud of uh, for a bunch of people that we should be really proud of. And again, I mean, every single person that puts pen to paper, uh, finger to keyboard and, and gets this material over to us, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to design some of this stuff. Um, and just to learn and understand from other people that this whole paranormal thing can go and run and run because at the end of the day nobody's got any definitive answer on it and because it's so broad in in spectrum i mean everything from cryptids to ufos to to physical hauntings to mediumship and spiritualism because there's so many churches that you can really sort of look at with this this whole genre um i don't think it's ever really going to get stale um so for me, that's what it's about. It's about growing. It's about growing with the readership and, and taking people on board with this and just enjoying the journey. Brilliant. How about you, Paul? I think, it, yeah, what Andy says, but also it's about, you know, respecting the paranormal, but having some having some fun with it because the paranormal has fun with us many times. Yeah. So, you know, it's about uh, giving some fun back to it. But uh, we just, you know, we want readership and growth and, and you know, making showing people hearing and sharing their stories and, you know, bringing, so I, I talked about it, on positivity because, you know, negativity is in the paranormal. It's, it's only, to me, it's only minuscule, but it gets mentioned that much. It's kind of blown out of proportion. So we want to bring positivity and fun and, and a bit of, you know, have some fun and good times with ghost hunting and paranormal investigations, you know, you know, big up these locations that are full of wonderful legends and myths and, and ghosts and that kind of thing and just go from there just grow and grow and grow and you know and be remembered for being some being being uh being something different out there which is what the paranormal is it's so different it's uh you know every day is different and that's what we uh the magazine as i said blank canvas every issue really and i think i think you're you're doing that straight away you know with the, you. the topics that you have you know you're not just doing about the the spirit worlds the hauntings you're opening up to the the Jersey Devil as well. You know, there, there's so many different things on here, guys, that you could read. So if you're not interested in the spirit side of things, there's loads of other topics that you can actually, you know, read on. And it's really informative, you know, really detailed. You know, so if you guys want something to read that's different from your average book, definitely give the Haunted Magazine a go. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed with it. You know, it is a, one of those things, once you start reading the story, you've got to finish it before you can put the book down. You know, so definitely give it a go. Um, but for me personally, I want to thank you guys for you know thank taking you. the time to you. share your experiences and you know telling us all about you know what you guys do. It's absolutely brilliant, and I've really enjoyed the chat with you guys. It's been brilliant, and I think the viewers have enjoyed it. You know, if you're ever down south, you know, please feel free to hit us up. You know, we would yes. love to you know maybe do some work with you guys, do some live streaming with you guys. That would be absolutely definitely. Awesome. Yeah, we're you know we're all about we're all about working with people and working with teams and that kind of thing and visiting you know making friends and 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 learning new learning from people uh, and that kind of thing and yeah definitely we've we've met so many good friends over the years uh, you know and and uh, that kind of thing and yeah you know long may it continue. I, I think the paranormal world you know for me is about working together you know it's. Is about learning off each other as well. Everyone, like you were saying, everyone has a different skill set that they can bring to the table. You know, so again, you know, the invitation's there. If you guys are ever willing to collaborate with us, you know, do some stuff with us, that would be awesome. I'm sure 
the team would love to have you guys come to one of our locations and you know maybe do some work with you guys but guys i hope you've enjoyed the show tonight um andy paul you've been absolutely brilliant you know thank thank you you again and we hope to catch up with you soon i hope we can definitely do a follow-up with you guys and see you know what's been going on and you know what other experiences you've had um but for now i'll let you guys go um, again, if you want to hit the Haunted Magazine up, I've got the website. I will put a link to the Haunted Magazine. Um, you know, definitely give it a go because it's worth a read. But for now, thank you so much, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your evening. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.